Hey there, I'm your host, Dylan. And I'm his wife, Justine. And together, let's make a baby. Let's do it. Okay. Welcome back to the next episode of Let's Make a Baby. Hello, hello, hello. It's Justine. Oh yeah, me. I am your host, Dylan, and uh, we're just back for another episode. I'm just your resident baby mama. That's true. You are very much a baby mama at this point. Yeah, it's happening. Yeah. All of a sudden. I feel like in like the last 10 days, the old belly has uh, come out to play and I can no longer <laughs> suck it in. I think it's really cute. And... and so. um, which is a, a welcome transition for me because before I was just feeling kind of fluffy and fat. Yeah. And probably nobody, and literally nobody knew I was pregnant. Like people at work thought I was nuts mm-hmm. when they would hear that. But now I look pregnant and so I don't feel as... Fat. Yeah. And that's like not a fun way to feel. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Let's that. just put it as that. it is. Uh, quickly before we get into this podcast, we wanted to say Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. The last time we checked in was back... Uh, on our 16-week ultrasound, and that was about a month ago. And so uh, Christmas has gone by. We had a great Christmas. We hope that everyone else had a fantastic Christmas as well. And uh, Happy New Year. We are officially into 2022, and uh, I wish I could say that 22 is going to be like phenomenal as far as like you know the whole pandemic thingy but it looks like it's going to drag on for much longer oh, i was going to say you're literally <laughs> becoming a father in 2022 so it better be fantastic that's going to be it's going to be super awesome we have a lot of exciting things to look forward to and we hope that everyone else does too and that you guys' year is just full of good stuff and happiness and love i'm kind of sad christmas is over i am too i love christmas so do I. <sighs> that's yeah. okay it'll come again yeah i will say though so we, we had Christmas, obviously, and then two or three days later, I feel like I've almost got to rip the Band-Aid off and get the decorations down, get the tree down, because one, it's been up for 45 days, but two, it's like, okay, I go through a period of like the Christmas New Year blues. Straight up depressive Straight episode. up depressive. Yeah. And so I feel like the sooner I start that, the sooner I can get, I can get on with my life, you know? <laughs> Yeah, Dylan's kind of like a kid at Christmas. He doesn't sleep on Christmas Eve. He wants to get up super early. It's very adorable and very cute. I'm in for it, though, when our boys are actually old enough to enjoy Christmas because I feel like you're going to be waking them up at 4 a.m. and dragging me out of bed. I love Christmas. I'm not a hard convince to get out of bed. It's true. But like 4 a.m. We got up at 6.30. Because we... I forced you to lay there. <laughs> You're just making stuff up now. We were awake. At anyway, 6.30. It's okay. We no, love Christmas. Yeah. It's fun. Um, so happy new year. Merry Christmas. And we wanted to give you guys just a quick episode. It's been a little while and I feel bad not putting content out. But the fact of the matter is, is right now we're in just kind of a waiting pattern. And There's not a lot going on around here, people. There's not a lot going on. And I, so that's why I struggle to like, oh yeah, let's sit down and record because... What are we going to say? Uh, okay, new development. My hips hurt and uh, I'm itchy everywhere. Yeah. And I don't want to come across as like every time we put out an episode, Justine just complaining about whatever new pregnancy symptom is out there. Yeah, I get that. Um, 
Because, I mean, right now, everything's going so good with the pregnancy that we are only going to the doctor every four weeks. Well, if you'll remember last episode, we actually had a subtopic we talked about where we talked about how to support each other through the highs and lows of IVF. Yes. And I would like to continue the... Daisy out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to... So, continuing with that, um, I would like to just do little subtopics each time we do a podcast uh, so we can keep everyone in the loop, but as well as just talk things through and... You know, give additional thoughts and ideas and support and whatever we can do to help yeah. people out through their IVF journey. I'm into it. Um, so the topic I want to talk about today, we tried recording this a couple of days ago on video and it, I forgot to save it and the video wasn't very good. And so we're just going to stick to the podcast format. But I want to talk today about when um, when is it okay to get excited about your pregnancy through IVF? And the reason I say that is because going through the IVF journey, there's so many highs and lows, and there are a lot of exciting points as you progress through the early stages. And then, of course, when you get pregnant, that's a huge exciting thing. But it's also scary because until you get to a certain point, uh, you know, there's risk of miscarriage. There's a lot of risks that you could... Uh, and a lot of unknowns. A lot of unknowns, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a good topic because, honestly, everybody deals with it different and everybody gets different news at every checkpoint too. Yeah. And so there's going to be this different way of measuring the safety that you feel in your successes and in your, you know, and in your steps as you take them. And so it's a delicate thing. So when, when do you feel like now, granted, I do think this is going to be a very individual thing because, you know, circumstances and, um, situations are going to be very different for people going through IVF. Mm -hmm. When do you when do you think it's okay to kind of get excited and because there's so much fear there's excitement and that's where it's it's kind of a juxtaposition a little bit there's fear but there's also excitement with that fear right yeah so as we were going along through the IVF thing who's it Katie it's okay when do you feel like you started to get excited or when do you think that um, it's an appropriate time to get excited about you know your pregnancy. So we're talking, we've been through IVF, we're successfully pregnant. Okay, now when can we just be a normal pregnant, excited couple? Yes, because the okay. goal of IVF is to get pregnant. And so there's exciting things. I mean, obviously we know that, right? Yeah. Um, there's exciting <laughs> yeah. things through that whole journey. I mean, we talk about, you know, how many eggs do we get? How many fertilize? Blah, blah, blah. But it's like once we actually get pregnant, that's the end. The end well... That's the almost end goal. Yeah. There's still obviously a big step. I see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? But when is it, once you get pregnant and that has worked, you know, God willing that you get pregnant. Yeah. I think you're asking a very tough question to answer, but that means it's a good question because it's, it's reflective, right? It's true. You really do have to do some introspection and some discussing with your partner about, okay, you know, when do we feel safe announcing to the world? When do we feel safe telling people who may not know we're going through this journey, you know? And for us, for Dylan and I, we kind of were in a unique position because when we met and I, you know, we kind of talked about your cystic fibrosis and things like that. I went home and I did some research and I knew, oh, okay, if if I want to have children with this handsome man, we're going to have to do IVF. I yeah. mean, I just knew that from day one. Sorry, that, that was orange juice. Yeah. 
Um, gotta stay hydrated for the old cast. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I knew that we were going to have to do that. And so that put us in a really unique position because we didn't have the months, the years of trying and negative tests and miscarriages and we knew right right from the get go. Yeah. I mean, we didn't have to go through that emotional turmoil. And while I'm super grateful for that, my heart just hurts. And I almost in some ways wish I could sympathize with some of our listeners that have had that experience. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure their feelings and level of vulnerability is a lot higher than yours and I's. Um, because they've maybe announced a pregnancy and then lost it, or maybe they've suffered behind closed doors for years with miscarriages and infertility and in silence, you know? And so it's, it's so scary to think about going through all of that, everything that you go through in IVF, all the emotions and the time spent and the money spent and the tests and the pokes and the prods and all the things that you're doing. And you go through all of that, you achieve a successful pregnancy, it's so fragile. It like is, it yeah. is so fragile, especially if you feel in any kind of way that, you know, because of whatever your reason for infertility is, that you could lose that baby. Yeah. For us, um, all I can do is answer for myself, ourselves, yeah. sorry. And um, I think for us, because I don't have any fertility issues myself, I think really we felt pretty safe as soon as we knew I was successfully pregnant in the sense of, okay, they took, that's what we needed. Mm -hmm. We needed them to take, and now we just have to trust my body. And that's kind of been an overarching theme, I think, through the podcast coming from my perspective is just, I've always really trusted my body. I really have always felt like I was made to be pregnant and that my body knows exactly what to do. I just had to get it done yeah. <laughs> for it. Um, I used to joke, you know, when I would get my period that my body was just really angry at me that I wasn't pregnant. Yeah. Um, now, that's not to say that I wasn't scared. I'm still scared. I'm scared every day because yeah. I love them and I care about them. And it is such a fragile thing. But I would say as far as safety... Like in announcing and in just saying, okay, I'm pregnant. It happened. It worked. It doesn't have to say I'm pregnant because I did IVF. I'm just pregnant. Yeah. And I'm going to tell the world and we're going to be excited and we're going to buy stuff and we're going to start the nursery and we're going to think about a baby shower and we're going to, you know, all of those things that come with it. Yeah. Probably 12 weeks for me. For you, it was 12 weeks, huh? Just so when we kind of got out of that first trimester where the risks Dropped quite a bit. Yeah. And as we watched them and we were, you know, fortunate enough to have so many ultrasounds and all that stuff, we graduated from the IVF clinic. We were feeling good, kept getting good news at every turn. So lucky to have that. I felt like once we got out of the first trimester, it was really just, and I started to feel a little better. Yeah. Even though I was grateful not to feel good because it meant that my body was doing what it needed to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say well, 12-ish weeks. For me, that was a long-winded answer, but... Yeah, that's not to say we didn't have our fair share of scares uh, throughout that process. You know, we we talked early on in one of the podcasts that one of the first ultrasounds, uh, one of the baby's heartbeats was, you know, 60 beats lower Mm -hmm. than... Where they wanted it. Exactly, and his brothers. So, you know, the week prior, he was fine, but it dropped 60 beats a minute. And so that was a big scare. So for me, that was like, okay, just as I started to get excited... It was like, oh gosh. It kind of knocks the wind out of your It sails. knocks the wind out of you. Yeah. yeah. And it really makes you scared. 
we obviously found out that that was a little bit of a fluke and that he actually was fine. It was just measured incorrectly. Um, so I started to get excited there as we saw the heartbeats and we saw them developing. And then, um, I really started to get excited. And then we had the other scare, you know, after we had the little bit of bleeding going on and I'm just like, uh, I, so my heart has become more and more reserved in getting <laughs> yeah. excited because it's like, there's so many things that still could go wrong. Like you said. So for me, I think that I felt like I could start to get excited, um, really in the last couple of weeks, probably, probably at the 16 week where it's like, mm, okay, okay, you know, we're nearing halfway through the risk of miscarriage is pretty, pretty low at this point. That's, that's more than likely by a long shot, not going to happen. You know, Justine's starting to show she's got her belly that's coming out. It's really cute. We're starting to get the nursery put together. Um, I bought a pregnancy pillow and a bunch of maternity clothes. I'm going to have to sleep on the ground because your pillow's so big. <laughs> I know. I'm a little worried about that, yeah, but so we'll see. I. But I think in the last couple of weeks, that's when I've really been able to let myself get excited. Um, and as we've learned and become more educated throughout the pregnancy process, because it's one thing to become educated on the IVF things, and we've done our fair share of you know, going through that. We, I would say we're pretty well versed in the IVF process. But it's another thing once you get pregnant, and yeah. that's a very separate deal. And so... Yeah, IVF is a vessel to get you to your goal. Yeah. And then once you're at your goal, you kind of transition, not necessarily to just a normal pregnancy, yeah. because mm-hmm. it will IVF will always be talked about, uh, Yeah. because it brings its own risks. But yeah, it just turns a little bit into, okay, well, now you're growing a baby. Yeah. And the goal is to get that baby here yeah. healthy, safely, and not too soon. Yeah. And so, I, like I said, in the last couple of weeks, I've really started to get excited as we've gotten past that halfway mark. And it's like, okay, if something was going to happen, I feel like it would have at this point. Um, it's also been really exciting as we've started to look towards the future, getting the crib put together, getting the dresser put together. He twice. was so excited to <laughs> well, do I, that. I did it wrong. <laughs> I had to fix it. Anyways, the nursery's coming it's together. Cute. It's really cute. We're starting to get baby clothes and it's just really an exciting time. And I'm trying to wrap up my projects I've got going on just so we can have a little bit of a peaceful time until until the boys come. So, But I think you're right. I think it is an individual, uh, you know, it's an individual thing because the there's so many different factors that go into individual pregnancies and they're all so, so very, very different. But, and I think you can only measure when your heart is going to feel safe yeah. based on how much heartache you've been through. Ooh, that's a good, does that make sense? It does. Yeah. So Dylan and I, we didn't have a ton of heartache no. and, and I've wondered, you know, if not to say we didn't have struggles. Right. And for like, sure. And, for sure. We yeah. haven't suffered loss. Sure. Sure. Um, and that's not to say we won't yeah. in the future um, with future attempts or, or whatever. But I think the measure of when your heart is safe is based on how much it's been through yeah. and how much it can heal. And um, I do not doubt anybody one bit if they just keep it private for the safety of their yeah. hearts. Well, you recently had a friend who is what, like seven months pregnant or something hasn't announced it she's due in march and yeah she- she's due like over spring break one of my very best friends um and i don't know that there's any specific reason for that i it's just the way they're doing it and they'll probably just announce their baby when when it gets here but um yeah it's just a choice that they made and yeah. they're not huge social media people they don't post a lot that might yeah. play into it i'm not sure but interesting i mean because she told me it like 10 weeks yeah 
but publicly, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah, everybody's got their different thing. And then I have a coworker who has suffered like six or seven miscarriages and then lost a baby at 20 weeks. Yeah. And she's pregnant again. She's 14 weeks. So just a few weeks behind us. Um, and they felt safe announcing that at the end of their first trimester too. So it's really just such a personal journey. There's no right answer. There's no wrong answer. And you just, all I can say is do what works for you yeah. and what works for your heart. And it's okay to protect your heart. Yeah. I think that's important, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Not everything sense. needs to be public. Not everything needs to be, not everybody needs to know your business. Well, you know? and, and let's not, let's not get the, the, the question asked twisted. The question wasn't, when is it okay to announce it to the world? The question was for That's you, true. when is it, when do you feel safe or was it okay to get excited about, you know, your pregnancy? Yeah. 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 Uh, the other thing I wanted to quickly touch on was, um, I want you to quickly tell us a few risks that are associated with pregnancy through IVF opposed to natural pregnancy. Oh, okay. Um, the first one that comes to mind is due to all of those hormones that I was on. Ex increased hormones, right? Mm -hmm. Outside of what my body already produces, the additional estrogen, progesterone, all that stuff that I was put on um, can increase my risk for blood clots. Okay. Um, hormones make your blood kind of thick and clotting. So my doctor has me on a baby aspirin throughout the whole pregnancy just to avoid that. Yeah. Um, the last thing we would want is for me to come in one day and have a clot somewhere. And that's yeah. the reason that we have to take the babies. <laughs> um, cause it could have been avoided, you know? Sure. So your increased ris risk for clots. Um, it does increase your risk for premature birth. And I'm not sure hundred percent the science on that actually, other than it's kind of an artificial process. True. And so your body has to be tricked into pregnancy yeah. um, and then tricked into keeping it too. Well, so. and for IVF uh, twins, it's even increased as far as mm -hmm. risk for premature birth, if I'm not mistaken, because the risk, you know, when you have twins, you're going to likely have them at, at what, a month early? Is that about right? Yeah. 37 weeks is quote unquote full term for, for twins. twins. So then you stack that with IVF. And I think that's mm -hmm. our biggest fear right now yeah. is like, okay, we've made it this far. You know, we'll get our anatomy scan next week at the 20 week, which is crazy that it's already five mm -hmm. months. Um, but once we get that, that's a big, you know, milestone. And then the risk going forward is like, okay, how long can we keep these babies cooking Yeah, uh, and make sure that they come healthy and there's not a big NICU stay or things like that. Yeah. And I would say that's my my worry at yeah. this point. I fully believe that they're healthy and they're growing perfectly. And I would be really surprised if something showed up next week. Um, and if it does, we'll deal with it. But um, yeah, I just, you know, having watched my sister have both of her, all five of her kids prematurely, I, yeah, it worries me. It scares me. It's totally manageable. Her kids are healthy and thriving and have mm -hmm. no issues today, but it's, a NICU stay and that stress is hard and it's, when, it's hard on those boys. Remind me how, um, how lo far along did she get when she had her twins? Oh, it's really hard for me to keep this straight. I believe she had her t first set, her twin boys at 31 and a half weeks. Her water That's broke. So early. Yeah. Her water just broke. Um, out of nowhere. Right. And when your water breaks, you, you're having those babies within 24 hours. Yeah. Because that water serves as a barrier from the outside world, you mm -hmm. know? Yeah. And then I think she was able to keep Lucas in her singleton in until 34. Oh, listen back to our mic, open mic night with Kate and Chad. Um, but 
longer with sure. him, right? Yeah. He was still only four pounds, two ounces. Yeah. And then her last set of twins, her boy and a girl set, I believe were like 33 and a half. So yeah, that's not too and bad. And they were four, two and four, five. So, I mean, we don't know why her water broke. They still don't know to this day. And um, our doctor, I've talked to him about that. He doesn't think there's a, geni- a genetic link to that at all. Um, That's just a her body thing, most likely. Your mom, though, was able to keep him in full term, though, right? Oh, yeah. So My mom's the, a pregnancy warrior. The interesting thing, though, is in that situation with your sister, I obviously don't know, but I would think that on her singleton, she would have been able to keep that in longer. And right. so the fact that she had that singleton early... Mm-hmm. Makes me think that that's more of a, a her situation thing. Right. For whatever reason, her water breaks every time. Yeah. And the doctor, obviously, like, once you know that, right, baseline, all goes back to that whole talk yeah. we had about baseline. Once her baseline is, oh, her water breaks early, he asks her to kind of take it easy, but it still happened. Yeah. Interesting. So, interesting, interesting. Really crazy. So that would, I would say, is my main fear right now. And it's not even a, a fear. It doesn't keep me up at night, but I understand that it's a legitimate concern. concern. Yeah. Um, I have a coworker that had twins at 34 weeks. They don't know why. 34 weeks though. I mean, they'll likely have to stay in the NICU for a little while, but they're going to be fine. Developmentally, they should be fine. right? Yeah. And it's just learning to suck, swallow, breathe, having the stamina to get through a whole feeding on their own. Um, not needing a feeding tube because they just don't have the strength, you know, because they're tiny. And a lot of times it's lungs at that point. So, and like I said, we live in town with one of the best NICUs yeah. In the country. So I'm not worried about it, but I would like to avoid it absolutely. if we could. I'd like to bring the boys home a couple of days after. I want them to come home with me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, yeah. so. Um, are there any other risks that come to your mind that you know of as far as, you know, IVF pregnancies? Those are the big two. Yeah. Is prematurity and the clotting on my side. Um, where we did uh, chromosomal testing, that is actually a pro. Yeah. Because we know the babies are chromosomally normal. You know what's so interesting? That's so we, really comforting too. We talked in the past about the reason we do genetic testing is to rule out those chromosomal anomalies. Mm-hmm. However, it's interesting that some of those still will go through and result in like retardation or different things. It's Because most oh, of the time... Those you mean cr- to achieve a live pregnancy? Yes, exactly. Because gotcha. most of the time those chromos- chromosomal abnormalities will resor- result in just a miscarriage right. and likely before you even realize that you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting, and I would be curious, the statistics, to know how many result in a live birth that have those kind of defects or or men, you know mental retardation or things sure. like that. Yeah. I'll have to look that up. But. Yeah, it's interesting. So that's kind of what we want to talk about today is just, you know, risks associated with maybe IVF pregnancies as well as, you know, when when is it maybe okay to to get excited about your pregnancy through IVF, especially with all the ups and downs. Before we go, Justine, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm working a lot. I uh, my left hip, yeah, hurts. Because this is our first pregnancy, we don't know, you know, how this goes, and so it's interesting to see the developments it's as we go. Super interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't even say it's my left hip. It's like more down in my pelvis. It's yeah. lower than that. Uh, it just aches. Yeah. A lot. Um, I am itchy everywhere. If you see me in Walmart itching my belly, just. Nod and wave, smile and wave, boys. (laughs) Um, And that's been really interesting. Um, Other than that, though, I feel good. I'm not sleeping super great the last few nights, and I think it's just an over soreness. Yesterday, I had like a side ache pain all day, but and I'm not complaining. It's just it is what it is. Um, Fun fact, I am craving all things fresh fruit. It's not a bad craving to have. No. I want all the Jamba juices. I want all the fruit parfaits. 
I will sit and just eat raspberries while we watch TV. I love it. And what's funny about that is my sister, who also had twin boys, she craved fresh fruit during her pregnancy with her twin boys. So just kind of funny, kind of a fun coincidence that we're craving the same things. And her boys love fruit outside the womb to this day. So I'm hoping that's the case and not the opposite. And they hate all things healthy when they get out. That'd but, be bad news, yeah. Yeah, I'm super grateful to be craving stuff like that instead of like salty ding french dongs. fries or yeah. ding dongs. <laughs> yeah, because oof, Lord knows. So that's pretty much it. I'm just itchy and a little bit sore. and um, But I'm amazed at, I mean, I'm a nurse. I work hard. I'm on my feet. It's stressful. I work 12-hour shifts. I work all night long. And we're cruising. Yeah. I'm good. In the last couple weeks... um. Justine's body has changed quite a bit. Uh, things are growing <laughs> more than just the belly. My you know? boobs are huge, people. <laughs> That's what he's trying to say and be respectful. Her belly, though, is yeah. really cute because it's definitely, definitely showing. There's no more hiding it. Uh, maybe if you wear a big coat or something. Yeah, or an oversized sweater or something like that. But. Yeah, but that's really cute to see that. And it's just fun to, to see you pregnant. Yeah, know? yesterday I went out shopping with just a bunch of girls in the family. My cousin just moved here and she needed some new work clothes. So we all went out and it was probably the first day that I really felt like, Oh, okay. When someone sees me from across the store, they can tell I'm pregnant Yeah. Mm -hmm. rather than not, you know, and I'm grateful just to be mostly just gaining in my belly. Yeah. Well, and it's just so real looking back, you know, the new year is a good time to reflect on things and look back over the past year and just how much we've gone through. It's been so crazy. And so it's interesting looking forward now to like, okay, you know, my wife's definitely pregnant. We've, oh, come, yeah. we've come to that realization. She's showing now. And, uh, you know, there's only four months left until the boys will be here. And so it's interesting. At just the latest. To, at the latest. So it's just fun to to reflect, but also look forward to the new year and all the changes that, that are going to happen this year. Um, I mean, life's never, ever, ever going to be the same. So that's pretty fun to do. But um, that, that's kind of the... That'll probably wrap up this episode. You know, it was just a quick one, just a touch base and let you guys know that we're still alive and that things are going well. And if if the content is a little lacking right now, it's just because there's not a ton going on. But we'll definitely do an episode next week after we have the anatomy scan and kind of let you guys know how that goes and um, you know touch base there. But for now, we hope that everything's going well. We hope that everyone is having a happy new year and um, life's good. Yeah. We hope that your journeys are going well. If you have any questions, concerns, or just need an ear to vent to, please DM us on Instagram. Um, We're happy to hear and talk to you and and just be a listening ear for somebody who gets it because I understand that a lot of people don't get it. Yeah. So we're here for you. We love you. We're grateful for your support and your investment in our boys and in our process and And our story yeah we really we really do love connecting with you so feel free to to reach out you're never weird or annoying or random Mm -hmm, or anything we love it in fact we've been a little bit lacking as far as like likes or comments or messages lately so if you're there go give us a like on itunes go make sure to like us on instagram and send us a message we love hearing from you guys and if we are lucky enough next week I'm hoping that we're going to have Jenny, the infamous sonographer, to come on and help us with our recap of the anatomy scan. So we just need to coordinate with her and find a time that works for her. But yeah, I think it'd be really cool to have her sit down and and talk to us about the science of what she looks for and what she found. That's a great idea. We wanted to get her on on anyways. Yeah, and I think that's a perfect time because that's like her... Her moment to shine. It is, yeah. So. Shine Brock a diamond. Yeah, and I love her, so. 
All right, guys. Well, that's it. Thank you for again listening. We love each of you, and we will see you next time on Let's, Let's Make, Make a Baby. Baby. That's how to start.